This is an I Am Listening exclusive podcast. I used to think that I was like in control and actually I think that like social media is weirdly like in control of me now. There's no conscious decision between the time I'm unlocking my phone and then opening Instagram. Like it just happens naturally. And I'm like, who's in control? Which is a bit scary. You are listening to the Don't Be a Stranger podcast. On each episode, I'll be travelling across the UK to interview members of the general public anonymously on various topics that crop up in all of our lives. Psychological studies have even suggested that when in conversation with a stranger, they can actually reveal more information than to someone in their own social circle. So whilst I traipse across the UK in locations such as parks, cafes, seasides and high streets, you can sit back, relax and listen to the tales and perspectives of the members of our general public. Soon, we may have to come to terms with our current reality changing with the rapid rate of technological development. Whether it's a term you know a lot about, or maybe it's your first time hearing of it, the metaverse is well underway. For those who don't know, the metaverse in simple terms is the bridge between the physical and digital world. It aims to revolutionise the internet, which we can currently only look at, to a platform that we can actually be in via an avatar. The metaverse aims to be an online space where individuals can work, shop, play and socialise with a digital representation of their identity. It's a huge subject with a lot to unpack. However, critics are questioning its impact on not only the economy, but also the general well-being of its users. And some are even asking if the development of technology has taken a step too far. To try and answer this question, I want to take a step back and look at the impact the digital world is currently having on the public. With over 50% of the globe now using social media and a 2022 U-Switch survey concluding that the average screen time in UK adults is five hours per day, let's find out the impact social media has on the members of the public that I meet in arguably one of London's most Instagrammable locations, South Bank. So do you use social media yourself? Um, yes, unfortunately. Yes, I do as well. Why do you both say unfortunately? <laughs> um, I'm just not not a huge fan. I think it's just such a brain drain. Don't really add too much to your day to day. But yeah, somehow always kind of falls back into the habit of picking up the phone and looking at it. Yeah, I'm yeah. the exact same. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I used to think that I was like in control and actually I think that like social media is weirdly like in control of me now. There's no conscious decision between the time I'm unlocking my phone and then opening Instagram. Like it just happens naturally. And I'm like, who's in control? Which is a bit scary. It's like breathing. Yeah, Yeah, it's like breathing in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are using it, is it positively impacting you or negatively impacting you? I can't see how that's positively affecting me. I think, I mean, we work in in advertising, but I think like the one positive would be um, some of the ads are like curated to things that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise found, like tattoo artists or fashion companies that, yeah, it's like well curated for me. Otherwise, yeah, doing no good keeping up with celebrities and a bunch of meme bullshit. That's literally why my bank account's so sad. It's because I just spent all my money on tattoos that I found on social media yeah exactly so would you say that you get influenced by the influencers 
I wouldn't say by the influencers for me personally, but um, definitely by the advertising. We fall into a kind of different seat than the average like social media user because like, yeah, we know kind of like what goes on behind getting that influencer to talk about the product yeah. to, yeah, to, to really promote it. And so we're a little bit more jaded than most. Usually like they are paid, uh, I mean, nine out of 10 times, uh, they are paid to, to promote the product. They don't necessarily always like it. And generally the brand has approval over them posting that content. So it has to like align with the brand's narrative. Um, it has to generally be like a strong call to action that the brand has created themselves. Um, so just like the lack of, of authenticity there, I'm like, I can't, I can't stand behind this. <laughs> it's, it's way less organic than, it's, yeah. than it seems to be. Like it's meant to look like, oh my God, I just received this package. Let's check it out, but um, it's, it's way more staged. In terms of yourself posting on social medias, do you post a lot yourself? And if so, do you care about how many likes and stuff you're getting? Yeah, I mean, it's vanity, isn't it? Yeah, it sucks. If you, if you don't get any, any resonance online, it sucks. Um, I make music on my free time, so I, I feel like I have to. Um, but to be honest, I don't actually enjoy it. It just feels like work. In a way, I just have to do it. And it's really interesting to see because uh, when you make a post, you can kind of like immediately tell that there's like more people following you or like more people interacting with your content. So being consistent and active really does bring results. I just hate that. You have to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I've been using Instagram for like 10 years now. I think I was like part of that early adopter group in like 20. 2012, 2011, 2012. One of the OGs. Yeah, one of the OGs. And I kind of look at it with like, it's kind of like a timeline of my life now, which is a bit weird. And I think that there's some like tie there for me with like, I don't know, vanity and wanting the likes, wanting the views. Yeah, that's me being honest. If you had a piece of advice, you could tell the younger version of yourself. This doesn't have to be about social media, literally just something that you wish you had known sooner. It's quite a bold question. I can tell by the look on your face. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> where do I start? So yeah, what would you tell your younger self? Tell your younger self something first. I think it would just be like, can I swear? Uh, like fucking relax. <laughs> um, I think we become like pretty obsessed with having like a grand plan. And no matter how much you plan the next two or five or like 10 years it never really works out that way and it's usually a little bit better um so just like fucking relax think about the next like right thing and yeah take a deep breath do you know what you would tell your younger self yeah it would be actually to i mean i think it ties back to what you're saying in a way but for me it would be more about just do whatever you want you know and don't worry so much about what your friends and family and the people around you think because it's just society just you know exerts this immense pressure and try to make you fit in but the only way that you're really going to be truly happy is if you come to terms with who you actually are don't stress about it and just do whatever you want i love how honest that duo were let's now move over to our next stranger 
A lot of people post their best photos on platforms such as Instagram. And I walked past a photographer taking photos of the River Thames. Let's find out his relationship with the digital world. Do you use social media yourself? Yeah, yeah. Have you always used it? Since, since it came out, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm 46, so I haven't used it for my whole life. But yeah, since it came out. Was life different before social media? Yeah, people were more... I think more social with each other physically than they are now. That's crazy because it's meant to sort of like connect people together. Yeah, it, it does, you know, but I think a, a lot of people move that connection online through the phone rather than physically, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. How would you describe your relationship with social media? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lucky because I was born outside of, uh, you know, the age. So um, I... I'm quite happy not to really be on it that much. I use it for just work, photography, and, and kind of, you know, business, but I don't really use it that much. When Facebook first came out, I used Facebook for friends, but it just changed with all the ads. So, you know, I just find it easier to just speak to people on the phone. Yeah. So you don't personally find it addictive at all? No, no, exactly. That's the point, I guess. I don't. I think a lot of younger people do, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of great opportunities that come from it. But sadly, I think everybody sees how some are successful at it and they, they just want to be the next kind of, you know, million subscriber YouTuber. Or, and it's probably not that easy. So as cause I'm personally addicted myself, so as someone that isn't, how have you got that mindset? What do you spend your time doing to sort of not be glued to your phone? <laughs> Life. <laughs> I mean, so furthering my own career or doing things for friends or with friends and everything that is life you heard much about the metaverse yeah it's a way off i think yeah so i think um old zuckerberg i think he uh shot his uh kind of just confidence a little bit too high i think <laughs> with it um but I, I think it's definitely some potential but in a way it's, it's almost scarier because it's all just virtual. He did a famous interview with Joe Rogan where Joe Rogan was asking him, do we really need another, you know, we've got the iPhone, we've got the watch, you know, buzz buzz all the time, day long. Do we really need to be permanently con you know, connected visually as well? Uh, isn't that just going to distract us even more? And he didn't have an answer. Really? Mm. I think that's the problem is because our human physiology doesn't change, right? That's just going to freak our brain out because it hasn't developed to become a supercomputer, dealing with a hundred different things at once. So, you know, there is a lot of grey area here, right? Because if you're, you could be on social media looking at other influences, learning something, whether it be videography, photography, it could be art, it could be copywriting, it could be many different things. So, you know, I think if you're learning, then that's, that's good. But you still kind of want to be careful how much screen time you have. But it's when you're just, just not learning, you're just bored, distracted, and just, just like letting the algorithm take you. I met this next stranger sitting by the London Eye. She was scrolling on her phone, so I thought, who better than to ask about the topic of social media? How would you describe your relationship with social media? I think it's become a lot better. So in the past, I used to kind of like check it all the time, uh, but now I kind of like save it maybe like once or twice a day. Um, and I think like I just use it more when I'm bored. Like obviously, I'm still scrolling, um, but I don't really kind of let all the toxic like energy that used to get from it like affect me as much I think. How have you managed to sort of like 
create that new relationship with it where before you said it was a bit toxic so I, I went off Instagram for two years like when I thought it was really bad for me so I kind of just like deleted the app um, and just didn't really go on it um, and then I did come back to it during the pandemic but then I just unfollowed loads of people that I was like comparing myself to um, just started following like mostly just meme accounts and just things that made me laugh um, and just my friends so it stopped being something that I used to kind of like compare myself against people and just more to just entertain myself um, and now it's just TikTok on Instagram that I really use and I think most of them are just to kind of entertain me yeah I think that's the thing if you are going to fall for the trap of sort of like being distracted by it and being addicted to it it's sort of what you are looking at which is what you've done you've sort of removed anything negative yeah. and you're following stuff that's going to make you happy so going off Instagram for two years how was your life different without Instagram at the start it was really hard because I was like I just felt like such FOMO missing out um, like what my friends were doing um, but then you just kind of get used to it like once you once you get out of the habit after a few months you just forget that like it still exists um, and you'd want to always just see like what other people are posting but then you just realise that like it's just it's not going to make you feel better in the long run so you kind of just have to get over it and just find something else to do. So would you say social media has a positive or negative impact on your life now? Um, I'd say it's probably still like negative in a sense that it's like wasting my time and I could be doing more productive things but it's definitely a lot better than before and I think maybe because I'm older and I just don't like use it in a negative way as much I think it's probably funny like it's just more like funny for me it just brings me like laughs and memes and things um, but I'd say it's probably best to not have it overall but there's been a lot of like entertainment that I've got out of it. So I can get the vibe that you don't probably follow loads of influencers but have you ever been influenced by the influencers? Yeah I'd say it's more for like shopping so like all the ads that you see and like the things that follow you around that's definitely more what I've been influenced by but I don't really think I've ever really been into the influencer lifestyle that much so um, yeah I don't really tend to fall for that side of it but definitely like the ads get me my last question is if you could give this doesn't have to be about social media but if you could give your younger self a piece of advice or just something that you wish you had known sooner what would you tell the younger version of you I think like once you get your life in order and like once you've found a job and you're settled down a bit more it just does get so much better um, like when you're younger everything just makes you panic and you're just worried about stuff um, go to therapy if you need to because it's actually really really beneficial and if friends aren't making you feel good about yourself kind of cut them out like there's no reason to just stay friends with someone because because they are friends for 10 years or so so yeah just kind of like think about yourself and put yourself first I'm sure you've heard of the rhyme, a poet and you know it. Well, you could argue that this next stranger brought this phrase to real life when I asked him about his relationship with the digital world. For the listeners, what are you doing here in London today? Uh, I'm writing poetry for people. So they tell me what the theme is and then I write their poem. Do you use social media yourself? Uh, yeah, I use it, yeah. How would you describe your relationship with social media? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? quite like it I quite dislike it it's a uh, it's a complicated relationship <laughs> it's been there um, for quite a long time and uh, it's changed over the years my relationship with it's changed but also the platforms changed um, the way the platforms operate has changed uh, the way people interact with those platforms has changed in what way do you mean changed usually the trajectory is for a new platform to become increasingly professionalized and for it to become a vehicle uh, for self-promotion and that's done in an ever more slick and packaged way as time goes on um, 
and on another level i guess you get increasingly intrusive advertising the algorithms become less responsive uh for example when i first started coming out here i could see myself on instagram every day i think i have even seen you on like have your videos blown up before has someone filmed you and it's gone viral or something there was one summer where every Body. Every teenage girl knew me. Like, for, right, it's on my for you, babe. Yeah, yeah, for, like, for one week, everybody was walking past and going, I've seen him on TikTok, I've seen him on TikTok. <laughs> um, but it's quite fleeting, that, though, so, uh, you know, they move on to something else on TikTok fairly quickly. So. Do you care how many likes you get on social media? Like, when you post, do you care about the response you get online? Uh, mm, I've never really got much of a response, <laughs> so... Uh, not so much. I think um, I used to quite enjoy Twitter in the early days. You used to be able to talk to people uh, that you admired. Do you know what I mean? Directly, but they um, that kind of shut down fairly quickly. Uh, and those opportunities aren't there anymore. So otherwise, yeah, I don't mind. I just look to see if there's any nice pictures of me. Like, see if I look good. So personally, you don't find it something that you're like finding addictive or anything. You've got quite a healthy relationship with it. Well, I, I gave up using my smartphone because uh, I was addicted to it as everybody else. So I got rid of that a few years ago and that was fantastic. So you switched to what? You had no phone at all? You just didn't have a smartphone? Yeah, I've got a, like just a little Nokia, 15 pound Nokia sort of thing. It's brilliant. I recommend it. Yeah. You still have that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So how did your life change when you've ditched the smartphone? Uh, I mean, the problem with the smartphone is just the level of distraction, isn't it? So it does, it changes something about the um, nature of time. Uh, it fragments time into smaller and smaller pieces because your attention keeps being broken. So even if you don't look at the screen, there's something tugging you to look at the screen. So even if you say no to it, it's still trying to get your attention. And it's going, oh, Luke, why don't you just have a look at the weather? What's the weather like? Um, you know, it, there's always an excuse that it will find to go, have a look at me, have a look at me. And I just found it immensely helpful and illuminating to um, get rid of it entirely because then your moments of attention become elongated and time is restored to its previous dimensions. Just so that you can visualise the scenes a little bit more, this poet is looking over on the River Thames in South Bank. He's got a chair and a one-person fold-up table, you know, like the ones you get at school, with a typewriter on and a sign that says, poems, pay me what you like. So after this interview, I ended up getting him to write me a poem. I mean, how could I not? And that attracted two more strangers over to the poet stand. It's a bizarre life I'm living. But anyway, these two strangers came over and one of the girls in particular took a real interest in my mic and was asking me what on earth I'm doing. I explained the podcast to her and she and her friend invited me out for coffee. So I ended up interviewing this stranger over coffee on her view on the digital world. Do you use social media yourself? Yes, I I do use social media. Um, I try and limit my time on social media, especially in the mornings, personally. But yes, I am a user of social media. Why do you try and limit your time when you said, especially in the mornings, why is that? So for me, social media is very, very powerful. Um, I think you can, mental health, mental health. I'm gonna cut straight to the, straight to the, the bottom line really that's why I don't look at my phone for about an hour 45 minutes to an hour in the mornings and um, truthfully it's because 
whatever you're looking at, whatever you open up, like there's a whole world out there and that is straight in your brain, like first thing in the morning and you have no idea and no control over what the hell you're going to see. I have to start my day naturally, like organically, I guess. So what do you do when you wake up? So for me, I wake up and I will pick up one of the books that's literally next to my bed. At the moment, I'm reading a book on chakras and like chakra balancing and healing and how you associate that with yoga and the spiritual spiritual element to it, which is like very important to me because I do practice yoga a lot and I am sort of just, I'm very big on like inner healing and using my art as an artist essentially to kind of help other people understand that like you know social media is so so powerful and waking up in the morning and looking at your phone yeah that might work for some people but I think actually if we dig deep you know I don't know I might see something really destructive and something that's actually quite triggering and that's setting me up for my entire day you know my entire day and I feel like the mornings it's like making your bed in the morning you know you know if the the, the age-old phrase if you don't make your bed in the morning you know what else are you going to do if you make your bed you can do anything it's like if you just give yourself that time like with you be alone with yourself like your thoughts whether you journal I journal not daily but most maybe three four times a week and that is like a massive massive part of my routine in the morning um so yeah social media i think it's a great tool and don't get me wrong i'm so so grateful that we have such access to the entire world you know like an international audience for us as creatives it's it's yeah i guess where you said you're an artist it must also like inspire you and connect you with people that you never would have met as well 100 percent, 100 percent. like especially being in the capital city you know creative capital it's such a blessing to be able to go to these you know smaller events and even just bump into people like you in the street and you know the universe kind of aligns that stuff and I feel like if you for me personally and I'm just speaking for myself here like I wake up in the morning and I will you know mantra and I will write down the affirmations and I will make sure that the day is going to be how I want it to be like I have to set my intentions for that day if if I don't then you know that day it just it's not it's off it's off and we all have off days you know you don't get the good without the bad you don't get the bad without the good and all that palava lava lava but ultimately I think social media is a blessing but we should just be a little bit more mindful and careful when and how we use it how do you feel about the whole like culture so if you're not getting many likes does it affect you okay so in the famous words of chronics i do it for the love not for the likes i do it for the love not for the likes i think likes obviously if it depends how you look at it really it depends on your sort of maturity as well i think some people and also how you treat social media some people use it for validation and i'm not i'm not knocking that at all please don't get that twisted some people use it for expression myself you know for example and likes for me they mean nothing they mean nothing all i want to know is that if if a piece of my art has like ruminated into someone's brain and it's helped them through something something some struggle it speaks to them in any way whatever way they interpret it as as long as they take something away from that i've done my job that's how i feel about likes they they come they go it's like money you know it it, it comes and it goes the the stuff that matters is the stuff that you're actually putting out there i'm not gonna lie i'm a realist yeah when someone like you get like 50 likes cool okay they like that one that was good and then i'm thinking okay so the audience likes this so i'm working with the audience a little bit i'm thinking they 
they're communicating with this art. They, they can read this. You know, they can read this visual illustration. It doesn't mean a great deal to me. Like, it's, it's the art that matters. Such a healthy way to look at it. And, like, the thing is, I know what you're saying is so... For me, personally, I agree with it so much. But I still low-key care. And I don't know what it is. No, and it, you know what, Becca? Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it's taken a long time. It's been a journey. I used to completely validate my entire at one point I think in like my early 20s I used to validate my entire existence on based on my likes and I think a lot of our generation do and I think they still do and I don't think there's anything wrong with it I just think that later on down the line for their mental health like for the sake of their mental health I think as a whole generation we should kind of relook and like take a different perspective on how we treat socials and like likes and you know followers and because all of that's what if it all goes down what if the internet goes down and we have no electricity you know this is why i love networking face to face why i love meeting you today because the internet could go absolutely tits up and then what are you going to do i've never thought that perspective that's so cool if it went down what was it all for have you heard much about the metaverse and if you have what what do you think about it feel like your happiness motivated or your money motivated and for me it has always been happiness money's great but like i said it comes and goes and the metaverse is just so economy driven i think from like the creator's point of view i think they're trying to push down the happiness side of it in terms of the social elements of it so you'd be able to meet up with people rather than just be on a screen you can virtually meet up with people and you feel like you actually are there so i think that's I'm not pushing you one side or the other. I think that's one point of it, and I don't know how I feel about it. It is a weird one. Like, I totally hear what you're saying, and I I do feel that. I just feel like I'm old school. I'm old school, man. I write stuff with pen and paper. I draw with pen and paper, and I like to go out and and network in face-to-face person, you know, in the galleries, at the exhibitions, and at the live gigs, and... You know, it's just, that's just me. Yeah, so how do you feel about your son growing up in potentially this world where it's half real reality and also potentially might be half virtual? We don't know yet, but how do you feel about that? Becca, it scares the shit out of me. It really does. I, I can't, this is why I say I don't, I don't want to live in the future and I don't want to live in the past. I want to live in the moment with my son because... If I ruminate too much about the future and the metaverse and the effect that that's going to have on his his lifestyle, you know, and his way of thinking and his values, morals and beliefs, as much as I want him to have independence and an individuality and authenticity, like that's what I want for him. I want authenticity, just whatever he wants. And I feel like the metaverse kind of takes that away from kids these days. Yeah, but like I said, I can't ruminate too far ahead because it's it's it, it ruins right now. Yeah. And like, right now it's powerful and you know right here with you right now this is powerful if you had to give your younger self a message you could write it to her right now what would you say to your younger self i'd tell my younger self that you're enough and that you're worthy of love and that you are brilliant you are fucking brilliant never change and never let anyone tell you that you're not going to be able to achieve your dreams because as far as you can dream is as far as you can go you know i don't believe in dreams i think they're goals i think dreams are what we have when we sleep and my younger self that's how i that's what i'd say to her she needed to hear that but 
she will see she still hears that now you know I have to remind myself of that kind of stuff and I think that it's important to be transparent with that so yeah that's what I tell my younger self Becca What an amazing individual to mark the end of today's episode. Before I went out and interviewed these strangers, I was kind of expecting to bump into a couple of people who really raved about the platforms and loves using social media. I guess I thought a lot of people use these apps every single day and how could they not love them? But actually, I was quite shocked with the amount of individuals that related in the way that actually social media can be a negative impact on your life. One thing I have learned from speaking to all these people to put together this episode is that social media can be so positive and inspiring if it's used in the right way. And I didn't even realize until I made this episode the amount of settings that you can change on each of these social media platforms. So if you get a minute, have a little look. And if you're like me and you have a bad relationship with social media, head over into your settings section and you will be able to alter these platforms so that you can use them in the way that you want to be using them. Hopefully, if we resolve our unhealthy relationships with social media now, if and when the metaverse does eventually come out, we will be equipped to deal with it so it doesn't negatively impact our lives. To see more content and advice from the strangers that I meet along the way, make sure to follow Don't Be A Stranger podcast on Instagram and TikTok and check out our website, don'tbeastranger.co.uk. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll catch you on next week's episode. This has been an I Am Listening original podcast. For more information, head over to our website at im-listening.co.uk. Listening.co.uk.